When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Football is back and the Pittsburgh Steelers are set to kick off against the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday for the first time this season. And well, the excitement is high, but the optimism is shaky. I'm going to tell you what. I feel really good about the Pittsburgh Steelers' odds. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Today, let's talk about football, real football, for the first time this season. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the San Francisco 49ers in week one at Acrisure Stadium. And man, I expect it to be bumping. Let me tell you, my favorite time of the year is that first home game where I get to take the long way. I never park in the parking lot with the rest of the media. I park downtown. I take the T. I make my way through all the tailgates and all the parties. Once in a while, I'll stop and, you know, dap up a few buddies if I see them, make sure I say hi to anybody who says what's up to me. But I have a good time enjoying the fans, the Pittsburgh Steelers nation, I should say. It is the best atmosphere in sports, hands down. And I would argue that to the death. Because walking through everybody in week one or week two or whenever that home opener is, is just something that you don't get to experience when you're in my position. And it's something that I love to take in and getting to take it in and acknowledge it. You know, there's a difference between, oh, I get to go to the game. This is my atmosphere. I'm used to this. And somebody who desperately would love to be in that situation and have an opportunity to go and experience that on a Sunday. And don't get me wrong. I'm very blessed about the position that I'm in and I'm very grateful for it. And I would not change it for the world, but to be on the outside looking in, I really acknowledge and embrace the atmosphere and the atmosphere is unmatched and the Pittsburgh Steelers should give everybody a spark this season. And when it comes to week one against the San Francisco 49ers, even if the Pittsburgh Steelers and some national media and, you know, a lot of people in as a whole are not super high about where the Pittsburgh Steelers are or what they could do in 2023. I think a lot of it starts in week one and the changing of the guard starts in week one. You will hear a lot more optimism about the Pittsburgh Steelers after a victory over the 49ers. You will hear a lot more people talk about the dominance of Kenny Pickett and how great the Steelers defense is and how Mike Tomlin can do so much with so little and so, so much with so much after week one if the Steelers beat 
the San Francisco 49ers. There are a few reasons that I feel very confident in the Pittsburgh Steelers as they approach this week. For one, it's health. Outside of Larry Ogunjobi and Nate Herbig, there isn't much to worry about when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I have no idea what to make of Larry Ogunjobi's injury. He hasn't practiced in a while. He hasn't played in a while. At this point, that's a giant question mark. He's dealt with foot injuries in the past. He's missed significant time. Last year, he was dealing with a toe injury that kept him out of practice what felt like all season long, but he always was able to play on Sundays. But you were hoping that he could get on the practice field because, you know, even as a veteran, you want to practice. You want to be able to build up to a game. Larry was never able to do that. And I think it showed at times he wasn't able to make plays. At times it looked like he was two plays really, really good, really strong appearances, and then two plays weren't so great. This year you're looking for more consistency. That consistency comes with practice. I don't know where he is health-wise. I don't know if he's going to be ready on Sunday. I don't know if he'll practice this week. I think he needs to. I think the Steelers got to see a little bit more out of him on the practice field before they can feel confident that this guy's going to play in a game on Sunday and be a game wrecker. He's the biggest injury they have, but he's the only one I'm concerned about. Nate Herbig has told me and many others that he feels confident about playing in week one, excuse me, that he wants to play, that he's been waiting to play. I think Nate Herbig is going to be just fine. I think the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers traded both Kendrick Green and Kevin Dotson was a sign that they feel rather confident in the health of Nate Herbig that they don't expect him to miss time because they wouldn't trade their primary backup outside of Nate Herbig and Kevin Dotson if they thought that they were going to have to rely on Spencer Anderson in week one. That's just not something that an NFL team would do. They have they do more due diligence than that. They take less chances than that. In this situation, even if it is a depth piece, they weren't going to make that risk or take that risk. Instead, they did, which shows me that I feel pretty good about it. But everybody's healthy. This Steelers team is loaded to the gills. It has every position outside of cornerback met and exceeded expectations. It has everything you're looking for in a football team if you are the Pittsburgh Steelers. A good young quarterback, two reliable running backs, a really improved offensive line, a stacked defensive line, inside linebackers, not one, not two, not three, but four. A couple of really good safeties, some phenomenal edge rushers, and a wide receiver core that you feel has ridiculous upside. On paper, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a great team with no injuries. Meanwhile, the San Francisco 49ers, they have a quarterback situation, and it, it has died down. It's Brock Purdy's job. It's going to remain Brock Purdy's job. But I am an avid follower of my buddy Grant Cohn, who reports constantly on the 49ers. And while not everybody agrees with them, that's where I get most of my knowledge from. And most of my knowledge tells me right now that Brock Purdy is as inconsistent as they come, or rather consistent. He throws three really good passes and then has two picks a day. Guaranteed. So if the Steelers could come up with two interceptions, that's two more opportunities that they'll give Kenny Pickett in the offense to keep the game on their side. You got to feel pretty good about that. On top of that, everybody wants to talk about, oh, well, the 49ers defense is just one of the best, maybe the best in football. Except for the fact that as of right now, you can't expect Nick, Nick Bosa to take the field on Sunday against the Steelers, that he probably won't even travel with the team and that the 49ers are going to be down their biggest weapon on both sides of the football. You got to feel like that's a huge boost in the Steelers' favor, especially when Chooks Okorafor might be their 
most unreliable offensive lineman. And that's the guy that he would have to go up against every single snap. So that's a boost for the Steelers. That's a boost for Kenny Pickett. That's a boost for the run game. That's a boost all around in Pittsburgh's favor. On top of that, I don't see a matchup that the Steelers cannot cover. They have coverage inside linebackers in Quan Alexander and Cole Holcomb. But on top of that, if you're worried about Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, you have a name in Keanu Neal that you feel rather good about. And not one, not two, but three nickelbacks that could probably cover a tight end and most certainly a running back. Although Christian McCaffrey could probably can be considered both running back wide receiver, not running back tight end. You have the weapons to protect yourself against that. Debo Samuels is Debo Samuels. Cool. But I, you know, I'm going to put faith in Levi Wallace this season, Patrick Peterson. He could hit you at the line of scrimmage. And so could Joey Porter jr. And while those are my biggest question marks, Brandon Ayuk, they could probably shut him down. I'm just saying the Steelers got a lot going for them this season. There's a lot of pessimism, pessimism, excuse me, surrounding them. I mean, ESPN just dropped a list. They're one of four teams that are most likely to decline along with the Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl runner up, Minnesota Vikings and the New York Giants. So you're telling me that the Philadelphia Eagles aren't going to return to the Super Bowl? Shocker. You're telling me that the Minnesota Vikings are probably going to be worse than last year? I don't know, but maybe. The New York Giants? I don't know, but maybe. But the Pittsburgh Steelers weren't a playoff team. The Pittsburgh Steelers were on the outside looking in. The Pittsburgh Steelers had a terrible quarterback situation, a bad offensive line, a beat-up running back, and a really sloppy defense. And you're telling me that they didn't get better, that they're not going to improve this year? They won nine games. All you have to do is win 10 to be a team on the rise. Starts in week one. I could come up with probably seven or eight games that are guaranteed wins for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then another four or five of them that I believe are possible wins. The San Francisco 49ers, I put in that group of possible. And if I had to take a guess, I'm leaning Pittsburgh's side because everything starts right here. You win against the San Francisco 49ers, you start to get the ball rolling in a direction that leads to the postseason. And the Steelers know that, the fans know that, Kenny Pickett knows that, everybody knows that. I'm just saying, there's a lot of pessimism, there's a lot of whatever, and at this point right now, all people want to do, myself included, and I'm not going to exclude myself from this list, but all people are able to do right now is talk about whether or not a team is good or not good, but we're just waiting to see. Sunday, we will find out a ton. And on Sunday, I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to come away with a victory. I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to look impressive. And I expect the attention and the outlook for this team to go from negative to positive very quickly. Pittsburgh Steelers kick off the season on Sunday at Acrosure Stadium. I cannot wait to walk through all the fans and say what's good and enjoy a Sunday on the North Shore. What I can wait for even more is after the game when we all get to talk about the rise and the potential of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2023.